to another episode of Never Outworked. My name is Thano, I am your host, and this week we are going to be talking about open houses. <laughs> Whoever thought we'd be jumping back into those so quickly. Uh, 2023 is here and the market has changed. Homes are sitting on the uh, on the market a little bit longer these days. And really, what are we as agents doing to Again, find more buyers for our sellers' properties. Um, the past two, three years, um, they haven't been on the market long enough to even have an open house. So we're going to tune in and listen to uh, a discussion that Alex Montagano had about uh, why we need to be looking at open houses yet again. So sit back, enjoy, and we'll see you with a recap at the end. Today we're going to be talking about open houses and we're going to talk about some of the stigmas around them why you do them when you do them how you do them and then what do you do after they're done so um i want this to be interactive what's fun and so interesting to me is that a lot of people that'll be in the room today will be people that started in the business when open houses weren't a thing or the conversation around open houses were, I'd love to do an open house, but my house, this house sold too quickly. So when we jump in a little bit, if you've been around to do open houses, I'll ask some questions. Feel free to jump in and be involved. The more interaction we have with everybody, the better these calls and trainings seem to go. So um, let's start out and talk a little bit about some stigmas around open houses. What do, why don't we like them? Why don't we always jump to do them? And why do when people are like, I don't know what to do. When you say, uh, do you do open houses? Oh man, that doesn't work for me. Why don't they work for people? Why don't they do them? And what are some of the problems and negative perceptions surrounding open houses that you guys hear? I think I'll for a, start. I can start. Uh, perfect. Daniel, go ahead. I think for a lot of people <clears throat> for the last few years, you know, open houses were almost not even necessary and they got out of habit of doing them. If you could get two hours or four hours back on a weekend where you didn't have to, um, you know, stand in someone else's house, generate business, you, you, you took that time back because you were so busy the rest of the week. And so if somebody's new to the business, like I'm only in year four, I've never seen it where we, you know, required to do open houses to generate leads, generate business, generate traction on the listing before. Perfect. So a couple things there. Time value of money, right? Like working to get some of your time back. Uh, I don't want to waste my weekend. They typically fall in the middle of a Saturday now or the middle of a Sunday. Um, what else, guys? a lot of barriers to you know oh they already have an agent like why would they want to work with me or they uh just that like people already have agents yeah yeah everybody already has an agent so why am i going to spend some time holding it open to talk to people who already have agents when they could just show the house that agent could show the house to them perfect what about, uh, I don't want to deal with the the nosy neighbors or my clients don't want to do something to have a bunch of neighbors come through and the neighbors are going to pick the house apart and be uncomfortable or awkward to potential other people that are there doing that. 
showing, right? What about, um, I have Colts season tickets and I want to watch the Colts and nobody goes to open houses during Colts games, right? Some negative things surrounding some head trash as to why they don't work. Um, why do we do them? So let's pivot a little bit and say, this is why we tell ourselves that we don't want to do them. So let's talk a little bit about why we do do them. I'll start here. Um, it's a great way to appeal to your seller. If you don't have any showings during the week and you've got a slow market right now and your seller is going to ask you the question, Alex, what are you doing to sell my house? Um, yes, you say it only takes one person to walk in the door and buy the property. How many things are you doing to get that one person in the door? What else, guys? What are other reasons that we would do them? I think, I think of it's just, the, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Mia. Sorry. I think of um, people coming through the door are already warmer leads than somebody you might talk to through a, like an internet lead. They're actively, most of them actively entering homes and are truly interested in probably moving within the next year. Um, so I find for myself and my personality, it's easier to talk to someone that's a little bit warmer and easier to like gauge their interest in person and then putting a face to a name when you're following up. Love that. Thano, go ahead. Um, I think for me, um, additionally to just trying to get more people in the door, um, for those of us who are more social media minded, it's an opportunity to do something specific about the property. You know, weekends, everybody, I mean, every day, everybody's on their phones, but if you can get up, I know Daniel, you've had great, you know, work with this on getting your stories, highlighting something from the house, you know, sharing it out there onto your social channels. Um, you know, it's an additional opportunity to highlight it when, you know, if they're living there, it's harder to get in the home and do that kind of stuff on a regular basis. But um, in addition to that, it's just creating more content that you can not only just use that day, but take it and use later um, in other marketing materials as well. So that's one thing that I try and do at any time I'm in an open house as well. Al, I got something to add to that. It's kind of piggybacking what Thana was just saying. Like, Look, guys, it's it's an opportunity to get in the house for a couple hours to shake hands, to meet new people. But also, if you have some downtime, you can there's always something about a house you can market. And Sarah, I just started following your social media and you do a great job with this stuff, too. And it's like, why not make an event out of it? And I'm not trying to put the cart before the horse and maybe I'll touch on this, but like we, you can make your open houses more than just standing in the house with a with a BLC sheet for two hours. <laughs> like we, we got some cornhole boards with our logos on them. Put them up front. Throw them, throw them around. Um, Austin Lipking's not in here right now, but he's got like a, a theme every time you've got this or no, what's the water he uses? Fiji water and crumble cookies, maybe. I don't remember, but it's something like that. And it's like, have a brand, have a marketing piece out of it. Um, I, I like to do open houses with another person too. And now you're not so strapped to talk to one person. You can kind of like you know, one person can stay in the main floor. One can walk around a little bit. It's it, you can have fun with it. Love all of that, man. This, this is getting me excited because it's going to transition to where we're going. Uh, a couple other reasons that we would do them. Um, while the stigma is that people that walk in the door have buyers agents or listing agents that they're working with. What's interesting is that as we transition through this past year, one of the things that we frequently heard when somebody walked through an open house, uh, 
Yes, I have a realtor, but but I can never get a hold of them. But we've written five offers and I never get a house. But they never answer their phone. But I don't I don't even know how if they know this area well. Um, but I don't really care for that agent. Oh, what are you looking for? What's going on? Tell me what your goals are. Tell me what you're looking to do. When are you looking to move? Have you talked about this? Do you know about the industry? Do you know about the house across the street? It gives you an opportunity to connect with people that may be struggling in the industry that are out there. If somebody's getting in their car on a sunny day, on a rainy day, on a snowy day and coming into a property, as Mia said earlier, they're a warmer lead than the person that sits on the couch that may be a past client of yours that has no interest in moving. So it's a way to sharpen your saw. It's a way to sharpen your tools to say, here's me talking about the industry and providing value, not only to my seller, but to other people that are coming through the property. Other ways, other reasons you would do them allows you to establish presence in particular parts of town. If you live in a particular area, we, my wife and I live by Butler. We have a listing over by Butler. The conversation is super easy when you can say, yeah, I live right around the corner. I own this house. I own that as a rental. I own these as investment properties and I'm flipping a house up the street. That stranger walks in the house and looks and goes, holy smokes, this guy's a professional in the neighborhood. If I want to move in the area, he's somebody I should talk to. Uh, if you if you go to a dinner party with friends in the neighborhood and you meet a stranger or you bump into somebody, they say, oh, you work for Lockstep Realty or you are this person. I see your signs all over the place. You have the listing in this area. Oh, I see that you have an open house this weekend. I want to swing by and just take a look at the house. I'll come say hi and meet you and and just talk shop. It gives you an opportunity to connect with more people. And in an industry right now where everybody's talking about the gloom and doom and the, the fear and all these issues that we have right now, the more people that you can talk to and the more relationships that you can build, the stronger your pipeline is going to be when we turn the first of the year. So as you do these, it's an opportunity to add one person, two people, five people every single weekend. That long term, if you can look past the next 30, 60, 90 days and say, I'm trying to build clients and pipelines for life with strong relationships, this is a great opportunity to do that. So how do you prepare for an open house? What does that look like? Um, it, it, let's say you got an open house, you pick, it's it, today's Wednesday, I'm going to do an open house on Sunday. What does that preparation look like for you? What is the, the conversation leading up to it look like? And how do you make sure when the open house that starts from 12 to 2 on Sunday, you're prepared and ready to go? Because we've all done open houses where, where we don't get the signs in the yard till Sunday morning. We're scrambling to get in the door with all the information. And there's a buyer standing at the door at 1155 as you step around them with your hands full of stuff, trying to open the door saying, oh, hey, let me run through and flick some lights on. I'm Alex. Nice to meet you. If we run through and you make it really uncomfortable for everybody. So what, what should preparation look like? I mean, I know I go um, at least a half an hour ahead of time. Uh, my signs are out, you know, 24 hours ahead of time. Um, just to one, get more visibility, like you said. But, uh, you know, I get I get there. I've got you know, the list reports. I've got candy. I've got food. I've got drinks. You know, you need the time to set up and, again, get all the lights on. Do a quick promo video. Get it out there on social 
you know, have a sign-in sheet or whatever you're using to get the information. Like that's, again, you know, Alex, you and I have talked about that. There's different ways to do it. My way hasn't worked. I'm going to go back to the traditional, to the sign-in sheet, tell them, hey, my seller really needs to know who's coming in, all that type of stuff. Like having a checklist, honestly, is one thing I don't have that I think if I had a checklist and I say, okay, hey, it's it's Saturday afternoon, what do I need to have ready for tomorrow? Or it's Friday afternoon, what do I need to have ready for Saturday? And make sure that I have all those ducks in a row before I actually get there. Because again, preparation is key in anything in this business. Yeah, so touch on a lot of great points there. People are coming in the door to acquire information about a property that you're trying to help somebody sell. That could be your seller, it could be a team member seller, it could be somebody in your office is seller, but then also there's buyers that are walking in the door to gather information about a property who may not have a realtor. So when you think about the idea of preparation, one thing I've always said is if I'm working on a Sunday or a Saturday to an open house, I'm working all day. And the common thing is like, I'll just set aside two hours, I'll go bang it out real quick and I'll be done. But I look at it and say, there's an opportunity to gain clients there. And if it takes you an extra 30 minutes, an extra two hours to prepare and be knowledgeable and be prepared, when that stranger walks in the door for you to be an expert like that, so they know, like, and trust you, why wouldn't you do that? Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. So oftentimes, the perception that's negative around open houses is that they don't work. They don't work for me. I had a conversation with somebody last week and she's like, I just don't think open houses are my highest and best use of time. I've done like 20 of them and I've never gotten anybody, never got a client, never made a relationship from it. I just don't think they're for me. What words are you saying? What things are you doing? How knowledgeable of the area are you, right? So one of the notes I have down here of how do you prepare? What do you know about every single house that's listed within a finger's point radius, right? If you are doing an open house in a neighborhood in Carmel and there's another house that just sold or there's a house in a neighboring area that just sold, let's say somebody walks in the house and you ask that buyer, hi, Mr. Leeper, thanks for coming in today. Are you just starting your search? Do you live in the neighborhood? What's got you out on this beautiful Sunday? Well, you know, my wife and I are looking for a house. She's pregnant. They'll tell you why they're there. Or we just love to go through open houses. Oh, cool. Did you see the one across the street? Oh, no, I didn't. What else is, where is that? Oh, it's over here. It's in this neighborhood. Here's the specs of it. Here's the details of it. It's priced at this. You should go over there. If you go over there, tell them I sent you. How do you work with the other realtors in your, in your area, in your neighborhood? So you guys can pass each other opportunities, right? So we talk all the time about relationships in our industry and how supporting each other matters. If you know that one of your peers is doing an open house or you'd like to do an open house with people together, how do you send people back and forth? If they go to that house first, how do they send them to yours? Something like that. So another thing I have is, um, you know, Thana, you said print, da print data. You said you get your signs in the yard 24 hours early. One hey, of the things Alex. I... Yes. Sorry to interrupt there. Um, is that something when you're 
you're doing your research. Are you actually calling that other realtor too and just saying, you know, hey, let's let's do this? Or is that just something you're doing on the fly with the customer? Yeah. So a lot of it depends, right? Like if we're going to do an open house, we're going to do an open house regardless of what other people are doing. But, you know, you may call a neighbor in a, like if you got a open house in a neighborhood in McCordsville, let's just say, and there's four houses on the same street, you are better if all four houses are prepared to do them at the same time. So when we go back to why they, why we do them, it's to bring more opportunities and more buyers through, but it's also to appease your seller or gain opportunity from other potential buyers and sellers, right? So if you're the only person that has an open house because nobody else wants to do them and somebody comes into your home and you know information about house A, B, C, and D, and they say, they may say, what do you know about the house up the street? So that house doesn't have a basement, but it does have a fourth bedroom and a third car garage. Does that fit your needs better? Actually, it does. Like yours is awesome, but it only has three bedrooms. That doesn't work for us. Okay. Do you want to go look? I finish up at two o'clock. I could schedule a showing and we could go there at two o'clock. Now, if they're open, you can pass down that buyer to that other agent to say, go look at that one and let me know if it's something that's of interest for you. Or they can do that for you. You could call that agent. That agent could say, I don't do open houses. Open houses suck. Okay. So when you go to your seller and say, I'm going to do an open house. Oh, wow. That's awesome. The house up the street never has an open house. Thank you for doing that. So, so the attitude and the energy towards it is my activity will be greater. We can all do it better together, but if you don't want to do it, at least the people that we're doing it for myself, my business, my seller, their home, at least they're getting the value that we can produce for them, right? It's our job to sell the house. That should be a, a Swiss army knife, right? Like that should be one of the, one of the parts of it, of how you're going to sell it for them. More people in the door, right? Um, so when we talked about putting signs in the yard, 24 hours, one of the things I think we do super poor as an industry in our markets is like, there's this stigma of like how many signs you put in the yard. And it's like, I got two signs, three signs. I put one in front of the house, one on the corner. They're directional signs. Put them all over the place. They're marketing material for you and your house. So if Rob, your open house signs say Rob Mager, and you, you could put 20 of them out all over the place, every corner directing them to the house, somebody is going to take notice of that. They may not utilize them as directionals to get to the house, but it makes it more known, one, that you're doing the open house, two, you can tell your sellers, look, I got 20 signs in the ground. I'm trying to get as many people here as we can. And three, somebody driving by could say, dude, your signs are all over the place. Yeah, that's how we do things. We try to get as many people in the door as possible. Now, there's some limitations when you can put them out, how early you can put them out with particular neighborhoods. But, the, but in areas in the city or areas out in the country, there are not. So we all, again, negative perception. I got to go put signs in the yard. Woof. Go do it. Make it part of what you do. How you do anything is how you do everything. 
and do it at a high level. Get them out early. Let people see them. How many people, Daniel, tell your story. Daniel showed a house this weekend. Somebody walked in the door while he's showing the property and goes, I'm here for an open house. I can tell it if you want. It's not, it's not all that crazy, but I pulled up to this house. I had a schedule of a two or a 145 showing. There's a sign in the front yard. This is open house from two to four. I pulled up the BLC. There's no mention of it. I pulled up Zillow. There's no mention of it. And I called the agent and she's like, oh man, I had a funeral this week. I forgot to pull that. That sign's from last weekend. And I'm like, well, you're supposed to have an open house in 15 minutes. And she's like, do you mind pulling that sign out of the yard? We didn't market it. It shouldn't be an issue. So of course I'm showing the house to a client and two separate couples walk up to the front door and knock on the door asking if they can come into the open house. And I'm just like, gosh, <laughs> I'm like, what do I do here? So um, it, it didn't end up turning into anything. But what I did is I, I told them that I had my clients in there, but after they were gone, I would, I would zip them through not knowing if they had an agent, you know, maybe they do, maybe they don't. As it turned out, both groups did, but you know, it was something I was able to do and, could it could have turned out to be something fruitful? The easy thing that we always say is you can find the directions and you can find the open houses online. And 90% of people start their search online. Guys, there's 10% of people that are just driving around. It's the same people that don't use DocuSign and don't use DigiSign and they sign things with a wet, wet ink, right? We should market to everybody. Somebody's going to drive by and see value in that and come to your open house. And a couple of, go to ahead. go off of that, I think it's important to get the open house put on the BLC as quickly as possible when you know, because it can take up to 24 hours to populate out to other sites. That's something I didn't know when I got started. Absolutely. When you make your decision, I would say that you should be making decisions on your open houses by like Wednesday at the latest. If you want to do them, get your stuff equipped. It doesn't mean that you can't pull it together. But what it does mean is that if you're doing it by Wednesday, you can set your preparation for the rest of the week as part of all of this. So I think that's a great note. Another thing that we can do that I know a lot of people don't do, the fear is that we're going to get these nosy neighbors to come in. Um, a, a team member of mine did an open house Um couple weeks ago on a new listing and she and she told me Alex these neighbors walked in 1158 everybody had to take their shoes off and she stood there and she hacked up the house as other people came in the door I didn't know what to do she's like I I, I wanted to fight her first of all and it's like get out of here one of the things you can do to avoid that you can send out a mailer that prepares people for the open house. So if you're if you're planning your open house Monday or Tuesday, you could get something in the mail. You can go door knock, woof. But what you can do is you can say 10 on the right, 10 on the left, 10 across the street, or 20 people in the neighborhood, however you want to hit them, and say, hey, guys, I'm doing an open house up the street on 123 Main. We're doing it from 12 to 2 on Sunday, but we want to give you guys exclusive access from 1115 to 12. I'm going to have mimosas and a quiche. Come on by. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a quiche? Come on by my open house any day. Uh, now, anyways, um, this is a quick content break just to say thank you for listening. And if you haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe, follow us, download all of our podcasts, and share it with anybody you think might enjoy. So now let's get back to the content. No one does that. Everyone says they want to do it, 
but everybody rolls in 11:30, 11:50, and then hopes that they can they don't have to fend off the neighbors as they come through and hack apart your house. That neighbor could come in and go, "Oh man, I know they redid the kitchen," or, "Man, I I I don't know how they had five kids living in this house. I want to see the floor plan." Oh, are you thinking about moving? Client opportunity. Wow, my realtor would never do that. When you guys get a listing, think, how do I market? 10 to the left, 10 to the right, 10 across street. Go knock on the doors, go invite them. They may slam the door in your face. Who cares? Then they're not going to come to your open house. And you don't have to worry about them anyway. But they may say, oh my gosh, I've always seen that house. It's so much bigger than what we have. And they have a basement, don't they? Yes, we love the neighborhood. We need a basement. You never know what conversation or what opportunity comes of it. That's so unique that you're doing that. We're actually preparing to sell our house and we don't have a realtor. I just had a job transfer and I'm moving to Florida. Would you have time Sunday after your open house to swing by and take a look at my house? Heck yeah, because now you're an expert in the neighborhood. A couple other things here. Content, 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 right? Like. How do you prepare? You start marketing it as soon as you make the determination that you're going to do it. If you have a unique property, this is a super great way to do it. Get there early, get there Wednesday, get there Thursday, go shoot, stand in the front yard. Hey guys, it's Thano. I'm going to be hosting an open house here. Here's a couple sneak peeks. Boom. You could do a slide deck of the pictures of the kitchen or the highlights of the house. You could do a quick video walkthrough. Curious about this? We're going to have it open on Sunday. Hit me up if you're curious about moving. I wish Schumacher was here. He did that one on Gray Road a few weeks ago, and he went in on Thursday and I think again on Friday or maybe Thursday and again Saturday morning or something like that. And he put out some really good content because that house was super unique. It was also on a big hunk of land in Carmel. And his open house was a revolving door. And I'm not saying that that's directly associated with his social media presence, but it definitely helps. The other thing that you can tell people when you sit in competitive listing environments, guys, what are you going to do to sell my house? Here's what I did before. I held an open house on 13569 Gray Road. We shot social media content on Thursday and Friday, advertising the listing going live. I had 50 people at an open house. I had eight offers on the property and I sold for $85,000 above list price. Is that something you'd be interested in? Uh, Yeah, right? Tell the stories, create the stories. Every time we get a listing opportunity, guys, tell the story of the things that you're going to do to sell the property. But it's not, here's what I will do. It's here's what I always do. When I get a listing, I do this. It's your identity, right? And so those things, when, when somebody else comes in and goes, here are the comps and here's my commission and here is my, somebody wants to know what you're going to do to sell your house, especially in the market right now. How are you going to combat the idea of a 9% interest rate coming down the pipe. Here's what we do. We take a guerrilla marketing attack and we get as many people in the door as possible. I do open houses and I knock on 10 on the left, 10 on the right, 10 across street. You actually go knock on the doors. Oh, heck yeah, man. Great opportunity to meet your crazy neighbors. Anybody you don't want me to knock on their door, <laughs> right? It's the way to tell the story better about who you are and what you do for your clients, not just the client that you're selling the house for, but all the peers around you. Um, we're gonna breeze through this next one, 
when do you do them? One of the things that's super cool, I saw this thing about an agent out in California and it's not all the way here in our market yet, but usually we see things come from west to east in terms of what's happening in the market. When do you do them? I know there was, a, read the story, it was a guy who hated cold calling. So what he did was he scheduled open houses every day during the week from like 4 to 6 p.m. on his own listings, 4 to 7 p.m. People that came in the door were client opportunities. Real life story on a listing we had this year it was a downtown. It was on a unique lot and it didn't have a garage, but it was a super cool house. Three weeks, no showings, zero showings. This was in the when the market was rocking. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Our open house master, Joe Lucas, says, I'll host wine and cheese on a Thursday night from five to seven. He gets a cheese board, a couple bottles of wine, sets up early. Somebody rolls through the house, boom, makes an offer. Sold the house, no showings. How did you guys do that? Open house, lucked out, dodged a bullet because why didn't that person schedule a showing? I have no idea. I have no idea. But it's one extra way to get them in the door. So the idea of when do you do them, it used to tr traditionally be between 12 to 5 on Sunday. <clears throat> now we see more open houses on Saturdays. We see more open houses Sundays, 4 to 6, 5, or Fridays, 4 to 6, 5 to 7. Don't be afraid to be creative in particular markets to try different avenues to get people through the door. Somebody comes in an open house, what's your conversation like? Here's a good one. This is so fun because what's everybody say? Hi, I'm Rob. Nice to meet you. Do you have a realtor? And that person's like, get away from me. Get away. Don't be a weirdo. So here's what I do. Here's my script. Hey, Rob, nice to meet you. You live in the neighborhood? Oh, nice, man. What's got you out today? Cool. Oh, that's awesome. Really interesting. Well, cool. We've got three bedrooms, two and a half baths. The master's upstairs. The basement's finished. They redid the kitchen in 2018. The roof's new as of last year. They did some sewer line repairs. You guys go through, take a look. We're priced at 425. If you have questions, let me know. There's an information sheet on the table. And then there's a sign-in sheet, guys. I know it's weird. It's not a marketing ploy. My <clears> seller <throat> just has to know who's parading through their house. If you could take a second and fill that out, I'd greatly appreciate it. Oh, wow, Alex. Thank you. Send them through. Parade everybody through the house. Get them going. Get them going. Get them going. Hang out by the door. Hang out in the kitchen. Would you? Then when they're done, what did you think? What's some feedback you have? Oh, I really like this. Or I need a bigger backyard. Did you see the listing across the street with the bigger backyard? No, they don't have an open house today. Who's your realtor? Are you tackling this by yourself? Yeah, I kind of am. That house across the street has a bigger backyard. It's the exact same price. You want to go look at it at 230? I wrap up here at two. I can meet you at 230 if you want. Oh, wow. You do that? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let them go through. Let them have their space. You see these people that follow them around with a sheet and they're like, are you having fun? Are you having fun? It's like, get the heck away from me, man. What the heck's the mm -hmm. matter with you? Do you have a realtor? Do you have a realtor? Do you have a realtor? Gosh, you know what they say? Yes. 
Now I've got, I've got some, I, I don't remember where I read it or what I read it on. It might've been on the audiobook exactly what to say, but instead of asking, uh, do you have a realtor ask, who are you working with? What realtor are you working with currently? And if they hesitate, then you probably know that they don't have one. And if they tell you, then perfect. Okay, great. Let him know, blah, 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 blah. And then go on about your day. <clears throat> I was going to say one other thing, Alex, because I've heard a couple people mention sign-in sheets. And I don't know if, if you guys know, but I've used it and it's been pretty awesome, awesome. because... I hated the the sign-in sheets, keeping track of another piece of paper. KV Core has a KV Core open mobile. Has anybody used that? So I know Austin has done some stuff with it. Um, and some people have used iPads additionally with it. Um, I've never used it. I, I yeah, think it's I, something Rob, I, would, I used yeah, it. Yeah. And nobody was willing to do it. Like it's really weird. Like they just I was like, hey, here's the iPad really quick. Just sign in. Um, you know, here's all the facts and information. Um, like, oh, we'll we'll get it on the way out. Like, it's just like nobody ever was willing to do it. So, guys, yeah, that I don't know. I mean, I think you might get people that don't do it. I, I was just fairly persistent in my last one, but definitely uh, I had several. And I think the advantage is, is that it goes directly into your KV core. Yeah. So, you know, if you do get those that don't, there might be some that just really don't want to do it. But uh, and maybe it's like Alex is saying, too. It's like, what words are you saying? Oh, my seller wants to keep track of people. Listen, I know you're already working with a realtor. I just need to know who's here, who's not. Uh, but I think it's a phenomenal way to get them into your KV core, um, yeah. even if they are working with somebody. I Here's usually say from a safety perspective, I need to know who's been in the house. Yeah, because yeah. it's harder to argue with that. It used to be COVID, but you could still so, use COVID. You could use COVID forever, but so I take can. I take a different perspective. I um, I learned this. I was at Keller Williams years ago, and one of the things I learned, and I still use to this day, it's an old school sign in sheet, but I literally have a clipboard with a pen, and the sheet that I use is a feedback sheet. And it asks for their name, their address, their contact info, and the name of the agent they're working with. And then there's questions about the house. Everything from layout, condition, pricing, what things does it need? So when they come in, instead of saying, well, hey, I need you to sign in, I ask them, I say, hey, would you do me a great favor? I want to, you know, my seller wants to make sure I'm working today. Ha, ha, ha could you give me feedback on this listing? Here's a clipboard with a pen. Just let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you like about it, what you love about it. Let me know what things we could do to make it better. And I, I will tell that. you, I will tell you to a person, I don't ever get turned down. They're, they're happy to, to give <clears throat> feedback and, and they all give their contact info. I mean, I, uh... they give all the things that we want to get. It's just, I go at it from a point of view of, I need your help. I, you know, seller wants to make sure I'm working here today. It's Sunday. You know, it, it's it's a real easy approach, and people aren't standoffish about it. Where the typical sign-in, you know, they kind of balk at it and like, oh God, I don't, I don't want to give you. I'm doing the same thing, except I'm not asking for it. They're giving it to yeah. me without me asking. Dude, I, that's awesome, Jason. That's 
super helpful. Yeah. Um, mm. I went to an open house in Rudy and Kessler last year. I was showing, showing a buyer houses. It just happened to fall on a Sunday. He kept referring it to his Willy Wonka golden ticket. And he kept saying, here's your golden ticket to get through the house. Can you just take this and fill it out? And I'm sitting there and I was like, you know, you can feel the, yeah, okay, dude, here, just hit me, hit me with that. And he's given these little clipboards to everybody. They were like four by six sheets of paper. All the questions were on it. I put my, and you go through and you do it as you're walking through the house, you're looking around, you're filling out the paper. And then when you walk back, you throw, throw in the clip, clipboard and say, Hey, thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. Um, I've done these since I started there. They are eight by 11 sheets of paper. I turn them sideways. I fill out the first one. I write a fake phone number. I mean, I'm reading the email that I wrote down for the guy's name and it makes me laugh, but it fills out all the information. So the thought of the consumer when they come in is name, address, phone, email, boom, 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 boom. And I'm looking right here. I have in an open house that I had about eight people through. I have five phone numbers, three emails, two addresses. So as important as all that content is to get and all that information is to get, all that matters now is what you do with it, right? It's great to tell the seller, I worked today. I worked for you. I'm trying to sell your house. It's now time for a price reduction. Or you tell the neighbors, here's how I run my business. When you want to acquire new clients from the open house, it all comes down to the information that you get from the people that come in the door. So one of the questions I have here is, how do you follow up? So of that information that I get, here's what I do. I walk in the door Monday morning, send an email if I have the email. Thank you so much for coming through the open house. It was great meeting you. Did you make it through any other open houses that you loved? I hope you had a great day. Thanks so much. It was wonderful meeting you. Have an awesome week. Boom, email sent. It's not salesy because you promised them you wouldn't. Then you finish sending your emails to everybody and out go handwritten notes. Jason, thanks so much for coming through the off, through the open house. It was wonderful meeting you and X. I hope you had an awesome day. If I can ever be a resource for you in the industry, please don't hesitate to reach out. Note out. Then text out. Jason, thanks so much for coming through the open house. It was over and over and over. Three touch points. Thanking them for coming. Or the seller is considering a price reduction this week. If you're thinking about the home and you still have interest, please let me know. Determines the medium you put it in. That's probably a text. The email and the handwritten note are probably just thank you boilerplate emails and messages that, that you deliver. If they never follow up, Hit them again and again and again till they buy or die, right? No, till they tell you we're working with somebody or we're no longer interested or here's the deal. Alex, we don't like that, but we saw that the neighbor was looking like they were putting their house in the market. Do you have information about that? Be the resource of information for them. I like to send an email in the first few hours after the open house just to show responsiveness. And if the home, if it's like we're asking for offers, I'll include that at a certain time and then include comps for the neighborhood as a value add. And then if like when houses were moving faster, if it had already pended, I would send 
um, similar houses in the area and ask if they wanted to schedule a showing just to provide a little bit more value in my response too. That's excellent. You just never know who's going to, one of the perceptions that we don't want to do is we don't want to be annoying, but if you're providing value and you're being kind and you're being supportive, it's not annoying. It's only annoying if you tell yourself in your head that it's annoying. I think it says on average, you have to make seven to eight touch points for a lead to respond. Nobody ever makes it to seven to eight. They always quit after like two. But if you do the persistent follow-up with the people that come in the door, I mean, think about how many times people reach out to you before you respond. So work through that, take that information and provide that. A couple other things I want to touch on real quick. I know we're at our 40 minutes, but there's something that I think is really important that I think we all can do at the open house. And, you know, unstaged houses, staged houses. I mean, I've fallen asleep on the floors of open houses after being hung over from a night before. Guilty of it. Somebody walks in the door, you jump up real fast. Hey, guys, thanks for coming. Um, I totally get it. It's part of it. But one of the things that I loved to do and I've actually acquired clients from this, support local, like support the Colts, put the Colts on the TV, put the Colts on your iPad, on your computer. Somebody's going to walk in the door and go, what's going on with the game? Keep them in the house. Talk to them longer. Have the conversation. Oh, are you a Colts fan? As the guy's wearing his Jeff Saturday jersey. Yeah, I love the Colts. Gosh, they're getting smoked again. They suck, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I wish they'd do this. Keep the conversation going. Build the rapport. Make a friend. Then when you go to send your follow-up, I can't believe the Colts won the game. Da, 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 da. A client of mine, 2013, sitting in an open house in Broderbull, walked in, had the Colts game on. He's like, yeah, my wife's dragging me through open houses. Do you care if I sit here and watch the game with you? Yeah, let's hang out. We immediately became buddies. I learned that he was an appraiser. What are you guys looking for? My wife wants this, but here's what we really need. Nice. I'm going to send you some stuff tomorrow. Is that cool? Yeah, man, whatever. Look at this play. Did you see that? <laughs> he didn't care. He just wanted to watch a game. Keeps him in the house. Keeps him in the house. NCAA tournament. Keep the games on. Put the stuff on. Everybody wants to know. The longer you can keep somebody in the house, the more rapport you can make with that person so that at, when they leave, they think, gosh, that guy was cool. I had a great conversation with him. He wasn't following me around the house being a pain in the butt. Hey, my wife said she wants to buy this house. Can you help us with that? Sure can. It's all about providing value and supporting the people who you're supposed to be helping during the process, right? So you should be thinking, how do I help my seller? How do I acquire new buyers and sellers from the opportunity? How can I become better known in the neighborhood? And how do I provide more value to anybody that asks questions when they come through? If you're going to do them, do them at an incredibly high level. Go put 20 signs in the yard. Good luck finding all 20 when you're done and picking them all up but try to drive as many people there as possible. If you have a super popular open house area, Broderbolt, Carmel, things like that, like Daniel said earlier, bring somebody there to help you. 
a lender, another realtor. You take them, I take them. You take them, I take them. Have a lender there with information sheets about interest rates, three to one buy downs, two one buy downs, financial information. Here's how you get approved for a loan. Start thinking bigger than just, I'm holding an open house to appease my seller. I'm holding an open house because my team lead told me if I don't do them, he'll take away my Zillow leads. How do you do these things to actually gain business and provide value as part of who you are and what you do? One last thing I always used to say, if I did open houses on Sunday, I would always try to do two of them. If you're going to work on Sunday, work all day, but then be mindful of what the rest of your week looks like. I would go to the office Monday, plow through all my work, and then Tuesday morning, I would always come into the work a little bit later. Balance, balance, balance. How do you do a little here? How do you do a little there? So it doesn't make it feel that all you do is work. So just some thoughtful ideas if, you know, I got to do an open house this week. Okay, that's fine. I'm going to take Tuesday afternoon and spend some time by myself. Or maybe you got a buyer from it and you're showing them houses Tuesday morning. So we're going to wrap up, guys. I hope you guys found some value in this. Hey, everybody. This is Thano coming to you at the end of the episode about open houses. Simply put, Alex, yes, the answer is always yes. Uh, tons of value, tons of learning opportunities coming uh, out of this episode. So how do I recap this? <laughs> it's simple. Get out there and do open houses. I know it's, it's hard sometimes. We work so much to take another day to be out there for two to four hours, depending on if you're doing multiple open houses. Just get out there and do it. Or find a partner. Find somebody in our industry within your brokerage that wants to do them, that is newer, that is hungry, that needs buyers. And pair up with them. Uh, maybe even get your lenders or get your uh, other vendors who are involved to come out and partner with you to make it more enjoyable and more informative for those coming through the door. Uh, do some great marketing on them. Get them out there. More exposure for your listings can never hurt. So with that, we're going to wrap up and I want to get a quick shout out uh, for our next episode. We are going to be sitting down and talking with Jordan McKinney of Property Expressions here in Indianapolis. Uh, they are a uh, real estate photography company, uh, photos, videos, drones, you name it. Uh, they do an amazing job. They do all of our listing photography. Um, yeah. So we're going to sit down. We're going to hear... I'm hoping some crazy stories about some fun stuff that she's seen along the way, uh, photographing houses here in the Indianapolis area, as well as some best practices and how we can better provide good marketing materials for all of our listings. So with that, thanks for tuning in. My name is Thano. I am your host of this podcast, Never Outworked. And I hope that all of you can say you are never outworked when you're out there doing your work. We'll see you next time.